Good morning, you may be seated. Happy New Year from me. And to everybody online, Happy New Year to you as well. Do you get tongue-tied when you try to say that sometimes? Happy New New Year. So this morning, I've enjoyed watching yesterday some of the things that people celebrate when they have New Year. They get very excited. They're very hopeful for a great year coming. But also the media is fun in how it gives us the year that's gone. And we did hope for a great year in 2022 because 20 and 21 were not so crash hot. And so we thought, yay, 2022. So we start every year with hope. But of course, we didn't know that Russia was going to invade Ukraine and mess up the economy of the world. And a few other things and some disasters in floods in countries like Pakistan and India. So many unexpected things. And so every year we say, yay, a new year. Great. So much hope. But yet some of us get a bit shell-shocked and a bit shy of the fact that there's the unexpected comes. And so how do we face a new year? Both with excitement and hope, but being prepared for the fact that there are so many things that we cannot control. Would you agree with me? So how do we look forward to 2023? And you know, some people in the world have nothing to help them face each year. In fact, their lives get shaken more and more and their world is more and more out of control and there's so many things that start to build into their life. They have fears, they have doubts and they find it very difficult to look forward. And yet last night there'll have been a lot of woohoo, we're having a new year. But deep down there is a lot of shock, shell shock and a lot of uh, fretting and fear. And you know, David wrote a psalm, Psalm 20, 37, sorry, that reads like this, verses 1 to 3. Do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. And verse 3, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. So that's it. I'll sit down now. <laughs> so basically David's saying, stay put, trust God, and do good. Just dwell there in that safe place. So let's have a look at what trust means. And I've enti entitled my sermon today, The Promised Land of Trust. It's something that we have that the world doesn't have. So when we say uh, trust, we mean lean. Now, I don't want to lean on something if I think it's going to give way. There's nothing more scary than putting your whole weight onto something and it falls down. So trust is leaning, but leaning on something you have confidence in. Yes? We can rely on something we can rely on. Trust is relying. Trust is depending. Trust is having confidence, having faith. But one of the most important things about trust is it is a place of rest. 
Trust is actually a place. It's actually a place we can dwell in. Because around us, there can be many circumstances and many events and many things that we can't control. There are many evil people that do things. There is much that we see that we can't control, which can bring fear into our lives. And so we need to find a place that we can trust, and that is God. Amen? So in the midst of their troubles in the land, Israel was in the promised land, but there were still Canaanites there, and there was a lot of sinful activity, and it was infiltrating where their lives, and they hadn't taken care of all the things that they should have taken care of, and so there was consequences. And so they were considering cutting and running again. That is a common thing. They had trust issues. Can we say that? Trust issues. Because really, the promised land was where God wanted them to learn about trust. It was the place he wanted to bring them into where they could trust him and experience all the benefits of that trust. He didn't say, everything's going to be a piece of cake. Everything's going to be easy. You don't have to do anything. Just sit there. Trust me, it'll all just come to you and land in his lap. No, that isn't what he said. What he said is the promised land is the place where you will learn to trust me and it is a place where you can dwell. Trust is a place we can dwell in. There is a lifestyle of trust. It is a choice and a lifestyle. So what are the results of trusting God? There's promises that come with trust. Protection. It doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen, but there is protection for us when we are in that place. Provision. It doesn't mean that I am going to be have everything I want, but it does mean I will have everything I need. And when we're in that place of trust, we will experience contentment, satisfaction, joy and peace. Now, those are the things when people are celebrating New Year, do you think that's what they're looking for in 2023? Contentment, satisfaction, joy and peace. And guess what? We have the answer. It's trust in God. And the evidence of that trust will be an increase in faith and obedience. And we know this because it's the opposite of what Israel did. They had no faith and they had trouble with their obedience. So if I am not content, I'm not satisfied, I don't have joy and I don't have peace, all those things we hope for, if I struggle in my faith and my obedience... I have to ask you a hard question, and that is, what are you trusting in? What am I trusting in? Am I trusting in my job, my family, my friends, the government, the pastor, the church, my health, my finances? But what happens if some of these are taken away? Where does my contentment and my joy go? Is it just straight out the window, cut and run? God, I give up on you and I run away. In Philippians 4, Paul gives us a scripture which shows us 
how he knows contentment. In verse 10 to 13, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And here's our famous verse. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. He gives us strength whether we have everything that we would like to have in place perfectly or whether things are tough and hard. He gives us strength. And in Isaiah 40 verse 31 it says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Yes? They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. When we look ahead into 2023, both as individuals and as a job, God has a job for us to do. God is asking us to trust him. But some things will undermine that trust. And I have a few. And these are things that God is challenging me about. So guess what? I'm going to challenge you. Measuring our circumstances and focusing on the obstacles will cause us to worry, not to trust. You know, when Israel, uh, we see in the book of Numbers, they had reached the point where they were going to go into the, uh, into the land, into the promised land, and God said to, them, uh, said to Moses, send in some spies. You know where I'm going to go here. Send in the spies so they can check out the land. And they did. And there was produce. There was amazing uh, agricultural land. Everything. The land was flowing with milk and honey is the words used. But if we have a look in Numbers 13 and we look at verses 27 to 33... Some of the spies came back with this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. And see, this is why they have trust issues. This is where it started. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, Amorites, etc. Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people, they're stronger than we are. If we jump down to 33, it says, We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. You know this scripture. They measured and compared themselves to the obstacle instead of measuring the God that we serve. He is the one who we measure. His faithfulness, his power, his goodness, his promises, not our obstacles or 
our view of ourselves. In fact, in, first, in chapter 14, in the first three verse, four verses, it got to the point where they started murmuring, they had discontent, they started to rebel, and they ended up losing everything. And this generation missed out on the promised land. So you think, well, that's a bit harsh, Janet. <laughs> we just want to have a happy new year. <laughs> Sorry. But this is the challenge. Are we going to look at what we don't have or are we going to look at the God who we serve and trust? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And you know, David in 2 Samuel 24, he also took a census. God provoked him to do that and he went and did it. And Joab's going, no, 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 don't do that. It's not a good idea. The reason that I think that it wasn't a good idea is because David was looking at counting the people that were there so that he could know how many people they were, there were for his own, I'm the king of this many people. And that is not a good idea either. So measuring the obstacles, measuring the, um, our resources, not a good idea. But also being confident of what we have and what we can do, also not a good idea. Let us focus on who we are leaning on which is God himself. Let's trust him. So David fell for a while into pride and self-importance and self-reliance. And, you know, he had no right to number what was belonged to him because actually Israel didn't belong to him. It belonged to God. And that is what God wants us to do. Measure him. Trust him, not the things that we have or the resources that we have. Our church and our town belong to God. And in 2023, we all belong to God. So let's trust him, not on our own efforts or our resources, because we can either underestimate what God is going to do in 2023 or overestimate our ability to handle it. Trust God that he has placed us where we should be. So let's have a look further into... um, Psalm 20, 37, I don't know why I want to say 27. Psalm 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. So the things we talked about before undermine trust, but these things build our trust, build our confidence, give us the ability to lean harder to God. And the first thing he says is do good, doing good. When others are doing evil and things are going wrong, What do we do? We do good. Eyes off ourselves and our circumstances and get into action. That is the way to face 2023. Let's not abandon what God has called us to do. He has given us each tasks to do. Let me show you that in Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works, so that no one can boast. Our salvation is from him. But, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So there's different works for you because he didn't create you the same as me. Different works for me. He created us with good works 
And the way to face 2023 is to get up and get into action. That is the way. Trust him, do good. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Israel had a bad habit of having trust issues issues, and giving up. And then David goes further in this psalm and he says, Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And this cultivate and dwelling, it gives me, I, the, the words that come to mind are make room for God. Make room for him in your life in 2023. If you want to dwell with him, make room for him. Yeah? Make margin for him. And how do we do that? By prayer, by thanksgiving. Put your roots down. Make room for him and Feed from his faithfulness. And the results, I guarantee 2023, I can guarantee this because the word of God says it, is joy and contentment, satisfaction, provision, protection, all those things. Worry will be pushed aside. Faith will increase. Let's listen to this formula that David has given to us. Trust God. Do good and dwell in the land. And do you know, that is what the world is looking for. They are looking for that peace and that joy and that satisfaction. And we have that answer. So I conclude with what I believe trust looks like. And to me, it looks like surrender. I have a poster at home which has... Um, someone gave it to me many, many years ago. And every now and then I have a look at it and it reminds me of where my level of trust is with God. And it's a picture, it's a sketch of a hand, a large hand, it's depicting the hand of God. And two ropes hanging down and there's a swing on it. And there's a young girl on that swing. And every time I look at that swing, God says to me, and how high am I allowed to push you? Will you trust me that I'm pushing the swing? And I come to that place of surrender over and over and over that my life is in God's hands. It's not in mine. I sadly cannot predict what events and what circumstances are going to come to me in 2023. Neither can you. I have no control over that. But I do have a choice that I can trust God with all my heart, that I can embrace surrender and I can experience the freedom and joy. In that poster, that young girl on that swing is swinging right up and her hair is hanging back. You know that experience of being on a swing, how wonderful it is, how freeing it is, how joyful it is? That's the picture I have in mind of trust. What picture do you have? as we face 2023. We, this morning, are going to take some time and I hope that you had the opportunity to collect communion. If not, if you would like to just slip your hand up right now, the team behind will give you a communion pack just like this. There's a few hands there. Thank you. Thank you, Hope Team. 
if you want to just uh, peel that, peel the top to get to the bread and then peel again to get to the juice. We'll just give you that moment. The reason that I wanted to share communion today is basically why not? (laughs) Why not thank God for everything that he has done till now? And why not use this as an opportunity to commit ourselves moving forward? His great love in making a covenant with the disciples at the table, the Last Supper, is the same covenant he's offering you and me. You can trust me. Would you trust someone who gives their life for you? Would you? Would you trust someone that's prepared to die for you? That is the God that we trust. Faithfulness in this year is being offered to you right here in this cup. He has redeemed us through the death of his son. Therefore, we belong to him. And when you belong to him, you can trust him. He cares for what he has for what for his family. Matthew 26 verses 26 to 28. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, "Take and eat. This is my body." So let's just take together and Don't rush. Take your time. Be thankful this morning for what he's done for us. Let's take it together. We also take this bread on behalf of our town. The people he's asking us to do good for the people he's asking us to offer that same trust that we've experienced. As we take the cup, we remember his great love as his blood was shed for us. Great love. Great love. A love that we can definitely lean on. Let's just take this cup and remember the covenant that he has made. He is faithful, he is trustworthy, he is good. Let's take it together. If you have never understood how faithful our God is, the God we can trust, today is your opportunity. We're just going to sing a song. We're going to give ourselves the opportunity to just soak in the word that we've just heard. We're going to sing and we're going to take this opportunity not to make any New Year's resolutions, but just bring ourselves to the foot of the cross and tell God that we do love him, that we do trust him.